0: This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. All right, we are back from our musical break. On Line Dance Podcast, On Move Radio. With Christopher Gonzalez and Megan Barsulia. Moving on to our next article, we have one from Bustle.com, entitled, Eleven Times Doctor Who Taught Us Genuinely Valuable Life Lessons. And this one was inspired by a conversation I had earlier this morning, or at least this morning in this time zone, uh, with Mr. Edward Lawton of Move Radio. And it just made me think about all our friends over in the UK and the UK line dance scene. And I got to thinking about Doctor Who. So here is the article. 11 times Doctor Who taught us genuinely valuable life lessons and how it relates to line dance, naturally. This article was written by Rebecca Jane Stokes, and it's got a fair-sized intro, few paragraphs, so I'll dive into those right now. I love Doctor Who. To understate things significantly, I'm not alone in loving Doctor Who. It is the longest-running show on television, so not only does it have new fans every day, but it's got more long-term fans than most shows can ever boast having. I won't dare admit to being an OG fan. But I will say that when the show returned, starring Christopher Eccleston and Billy Piper in 2005, I was immediately smitten. Drama, comedy, time traveler, and a whole lot of ethical conundrums sold. The show has a staggering amount going for it. An ever-changing actor playing the eponymous role of the Doctor, a borderline immortal Time Lord who travels through time and space, that's important, in his TARDIS, bringing along with him an equally changing actor and or actress to act as his mostly platonic companion. Come on, there is, in my humble estimation, quite literally nothing not to love about the show. While the show is often funny, it also has zero issue dropping into darker territory. There is frequent, bold exploration into what it means to be good or evil, and what it means to be truly human. Embarrassing geek confession, beyond enjoying the show purely for entertainment value, I've sincerely learned a lot of invaluable life lessons from this Dalek-slain doctor over the years. Here are 11 times the doctor taught me some pretty excellent lessons. Number 1. When the going gets tough, improvise. In life, a great many of us spend a great deal of time making and breaking all kinds of plans. This is foolhardy, seeing as things seldom go how we think they will. When life smacks you in the face, the last thing you should do is panic. Instead, go with the flow and see what aliens and adventures await you.
1: Um, I love improvising on the dance floor. It's one of my favorite things to do, for sure. Same. Um, and that includes even when I forget what I'm actually doing. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite things to do, which I know you've enjoyed as well, is uh, just spin a couple more times and figure out which wall you're supposed to be on. Yep. Um, it's fun uh, trying to figure out, like, how to make some of the dances more interesting when it's a dance you've been doing for the last ten years. Um, you want to keep it fun. You want to keep it um, new for you uh so improvising steps or variations is is definitely beneficial and it's a great way to do that Mm -hmm. um there's I was like the beast Mm, the beast is one of my favorite because I don't think I've ever done that dance the same Mm. so go ahead
0: also if you're managing an event and something goes wrong if you're one of the instructors and and your mic goes out you can try to mime the whole thing if you've lost your voice you can teach by hand um Where was it that we saw, oh, at Oil Can Harry's, Uh, Rick Dominguez was teaching, uh, I'm not sure what it was he was teaching, but the mic, Thinking Country, and the mic wasn't working, but he was able to, even though it was like a rowdy country bar and everything, he was able to teach the entire thing, and people were able to follow along without the use of his
1: voice yeah um he actually asked if anybody knew it and then he had us position ourselves throughout the floor so that people could also follow Mm -hmm. um because you know with that was a packed floor at the time too Mm -hmm. um and he could only get reach his voice so far so I know um he was on in the front on the stage and I believe Jono was in the back Mm -hmm. so Jono was also calling out the steps to kind of help and O was just watching Rick and where Rick was moving to know what what steps were coming next so that he could help.
0: And if you are a DJ and your system freezes, that's a great time to restart your computer and talk about all the wonderful people who helped put on the event and uh, how you should check out the, the bar for this or that drink that's going on and uh, maybe ask people, uh, you know, w- what dances they're looking forward to most that weekend, and maybe write those down on the request sheet. And you can just keep talking on and on, like I'm doing right now. And uh, eventually, when the when the computer restarts, your DJ will, uh, I'm sure, have everything under control, and they'll be able to go on from there. And we have just uh, we've just been graced by the passage of Ruben Luna going by uh, <laughs> in the lobby. Looking forward to seeing him on the dance floor a little bit later. Number two. Life is about taking risks. Safe might be, a uh, safe, but it's also super boring. Some of the most exciting moments you'll experience can only happen once you decide to do something that scares you. I mean, don't kill anyone or anything, but maybe say yes when that person you don't know that well invites you out for an affable round of laser tag.
1: Um, taking risks, getting out there, trying to follow that dance that you... Th- Think you might be able to, but is you don't know. That's a great way. Um, you can certainly put yourself in a position to be um, a wall lead if you're a more advanced dancer and you're still learning the dance at the same time. Um, you can certainly position yourself on the floor to help others. Um, I mean, and just again, trying new things with the dances. It's taking a huge risk, whether or not it's going to work or not, and sometimes it does. Mm-hmm. It does pay off. So
0: sometimes the instructors will invite you out for drinks, or they'll invite you up to some fancy part of the hotel where you normally wouldn't get to go, and you don't know what you'd possibly have to offer necessarily. But uh, you, sure, <laughs> yes. say yes, think later.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly.
0: Oh, also, there's a picture of the Ninth Doctor. Uh, associated with this, this uh, part of the article. And it's uh, him saying, well, oh, you could stay here, fill your life with work and food and sleep, or you could go uh, anywhere.
1: I'd say uh, the other thing is, um, take risks, talk to people around you. I mean, I don't know how many times people have come up and talked to me and I've made some great friends that way and you know we're looking forward to seeing each other in just a couple hours tonight mm-hmm. so yep. I highly recommend it
0: oh my goodness and if you have uh, any ideas about like demoing or helping them demo dances prepare so that you feel comfortable doing something like that but even then it'll still feel scary so be willing to take that risk if, if it helps them feel less nervous demoing solo
1: <sighs> yeah it's scary <laughs>
0: <laughs> number three normal is also boring Who wants to be normal? To be normal is to settle for being deeply boring. Don't go for it. Be your own eccentric, exceptional, weird self. Haters be darned.
1: Line dancers accept just about everybody. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You can come head to toe covered in sparkles, rainbows. I mean you can have mismatching colors it really doesn't matter this they, they accept so many different personalities as long as you're being true to yourself that's all that matters
0: i catch a lot of air i've been told when i dance
1: you do you really do
0: <laughs> and that that's just what i mean. depending on the dance that feels right for me so no one's stopping me i'm just gonna keep doing me yeah,
1: yeah. and it's fun to watch because you're having fun
0: There's a a quote associated with this one. I think it looks from this distance uh, to be Clara and the 11th doctor and one of them is saying to the other, I think it's 11 who's saying it, oh, I'm way past strange. I think I'm probably incredible. (laughs) I like it. Number four, appearances can be deceiving. That person you're talking to might look like a portly nerd with crooked glasses, but they could be a badass writer with not one but two (laughs) awesome cats. I mean, hypothetically or something. Moving on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I need to watch whatever season that was because I don't know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, appearances certainly can be deceiving. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that are very, very shy mm-hmm. um, when they're sitting on the outside of the dance floor, but the second they step on that floor, they, just, they come alive. Oh, yes. um, there's a lot of people that... Mm-hmm. You know, because we've projected our thoughts onto them, um, that because they're, we see them as the professional, they're not going to have time to talk to little old me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the case at all with any of the choreographers or instructors I've spoken with. They're all so wonderfully welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and you'd covered it briefly earlier about like, you know, you wouldn't necessarily imagine these particular individuals doing um, softer dances or harder dances, but they certainly can. Mm. So,
0: you know, one of the people I'm looking forward to seeing is Joanne Brady, and she looks oh. like she would just be an attendee like anyone else until she's put into a leadership position. And then she's so spunky and oh, fun and yes. sassy. Yes, she, she does not uh, appear to be like any kind of shrinking violet or anything like that. Once once she's in a place where she's comfortable and she knows her stuff. Yeah. Number five, when in doubt, cats. The Doctor may be one of the universe's most mysterious men, but there's an entire species that's got him beat on that score. That would be cats. Not only are they fluffy, cute, and wise as sphinxes, but they are also hilarious. In times of sorrow, never underestimate the restorative powers of cats. Cat painter, anyone?
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, I hope she heard that. (laughs) Um, oh, that's a. When in doubt, I don't know how to go with that one. Hmm. Well. I would say when in doubt, sparkles.
0: <laughs> one thing that I have applied um, that is maybe a little secret insider tip, something or other, for people who are used to going a lot harder and for many dances in a row if you are thinking about getting off the floor but you don't really want to, for whatever reason, maybe people expect you to be able to do that next one that's coming up so you don't wanna let anyone down, or if you just wanna participate in, in it in some way but you don't, you don't think you can give it 110% because you were doing that for the last six dances, think about ways to make it like sexy. Do like a slower, grounded version uh, of the same dance. Like how would you do syncopated rhythm if it weren't so punchy and poppy Like, could you do, like, a slow-raise arm, slow-down arm? And cats are kind of like that. Okay. Number six. When life's got you down, deal with it. When life throws you a curveball, the temptation might be to wallow in your sad feelings. Take all the time you need, by all means, but if the doctor has taught me nothing else, it's that in times of hardship, it's best to don your shades and straight-up deal with it. Head on. Injuries. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too.
1: Yeah. Take care of them immediately. Don't push yourself. Um, You'll be out longer if you do. Um, And and deal with the fact that you are human and so you have limitations. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's what comes to mind.
0: And there have been times also when life things happen and then I start questioning all the things I do with dance and I wonder a bunch of, you know, just sad, negative things, like, you know, should I go out tonight? Like, does, it, does this or that thing matter? Should I really be pursuing this thing anymore, or whatever? And sometimes if I just, if I know how I'm feeling, and I know what it's in reaction to, then sometimes I'll just, like, angry dance. I'll put on my, my very form-fitting black pants, my black sweatproof shirt, black vest, black hat and sometimes if I'm feeling it black guy liner and I'll just go out and I'll just do my whatever whatever dances that I would normally just you know enjoy as a normal person I'll just do them darker (laughs) and then usually that feels really good very satisfying like okay I don't you know whatever whatever's going on in other parts of my life whatever but like I for this like last four minutes I knew I knew how to do life you know like life was manageable, I've got this down. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes, sometimes you just need to like crash back into the dance floor like a wrecking ball and just uh, not, not question whether it's a good or bad thing to be doing, but just do it and be like, yeah, I did that. Number seven, personal style is totally subjective. My first, my entire first year of college, I thought it looked totally cool for me to wear suspenders. I let the words of others stop me dead in this sartorial adventure, when honestly, I should have kept on rocking the look. If you like what you're wearing, it is cool. Because you are cool, and because it makes you happy, and your thinking about your clothes should probably begin and end there.
1: Yeah, um... It's actually one of the things I really enjoy about the environment of line dancing, um, is there's so many just different styles out there. Um... Everything from flowy to sparkly to tight-fitted to... I mean, like, there's just so much out there. Um, and it's one thing that I've kind of noticed... And there's nothing wrong with it, but I, I do think a lot of people think you're supposed to dance or dress a certain way when you go out to like a country venue, like a country bar venue or whatever because that's what's going to be played there, so you have to have your boots, you have to have your buckle, your hat. Um most of the girls, not that I don't dance in shorts because I do, and tank tops, they have they feel like they have to wear shorts and tank tops. Um and for me, I do it because I get really, really hot when I dance and I sweat and I don't like clothes sticking to me um but that was trial and error for me to figure that out um but I know a lot of people think you're supposed to have this country look when you go out dancing and that's not the case um if that's your look then great do it own it um but there's so many other things that you can dance in that will express your style too Um, And I know once you find your style, it's just that much more enjoyable to dance because you're not putting on some parade for anybody else. You're doing it for you.
0: And I think that goes along with dance styles as well, where you can see a silhouette of a person in some cases and know who that is that's on the dance floor just by the way that they're doing it. And we also hi, would like to give a quick shout-out to our friend Norm Gifford, who has shown up here in the lobby for Pikes Peak <laughs> Lion Dance or Bust. We'll be seeing him on the dance floor as well. Would you like to give a quick hello? Uh,
1: hi. Hey, hello to everybody. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's Norm Gifford, and, yeah. uh, and uh, we will definitely be learning some of his dances It'll this be coming about weekend.
1: half an hour. We'll be All done right. in
0: about half an hour. So what I was saying about dance styles was that you know who it is that's on the floor just by how they're moving their body, and if that's the way that, you know, the dance works for them, that makes them feel most comfortable in their own skin, then, uh, yeah, I would definitely encourage any of those people with distinctive styles to keep at that. If, if you want, for your own personal choice, to try to be more technically correct or whatever, uh, then, yeah, you, that's, that's something you could try to incorporate but I wouldn't want it to shut anybody down completely such that they feel if they dance technically incorrectly around a person that they're going to be judged for dancing wrong. If it's the way that makes you happy and it's not hurting you or anyone else, just keep doing what you're doing because that's why we're doing it supposedly.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Number eight, listening is important. There is a time for talking, a time for meditative silence, and a time to quietly listen in case there is some sort of time-sucking monster that is <laughs> sitting right behind you, hanging on your every word. So that's, that's something, something to be aware of, I guess. <laughs>
1: um, oh. I guess that's... The best thing I could say with this is when it comes to um, the people who are around you that are more experienced that have done this a few times that have tips and tricks Um, the instructors when they're talking and they're trying to describe something really listen to what they're saying before you try and implement what it is that they're trying to get across to you Um, because you know I I know we've all had some type of test along the lines where the teacher says well read all of the instructions before you start and then there's like 20 questions and a lot of people will Skip the instructions. We'll go start answering the questions. Well, the very last sentence of the instruction was just turn your page over or something like that. Like you didn't actually have to do the test. Um, So it's really important that you're paying attention during the workshops um, and really listening to what they're trying to say. And if you don't understand, ask questions. Mm -hmm. Ask. They will answer and they will try their best to get you to understand.
0: Also, if the person's time is limited who's giving you this advice, I would recommend just listening to all of it first and not immediately interjecting with justifications for why it is you're doing what you're doing because why it is that you're doing what you're doing is why you're performing the way that you are in whatever venue it is like if, if it's DJ, manager, dancer, whatever like you're getting the results you are because of what you're doing if you wanted things to change and that's why you asked for advice listen to the advice <laughs> uh, also listen to the music when you are looking to mix things up or maybe you're choreographing and you're not sure what direction to head in or what style this should be, really listen closely to every aspect of the music, um, like the vocals, the instrumentation. In fact, you know, Norm Gifford gave a, a workshop at Vegas Dance Explosion about um, like musicology and listening to the, the different aspects of a musical piece. Sometimes you're listening to bass, sometimes you're listening to percussion, sometimes you're listening to the lead vocals or guitar. Um, there are a lot of different things you can hit with choreography uh, laid upon a song. So listen to it as many times as you need to before you feel like you know it inside and out. Because if you just choreograph based on one aspect and then later on when the dance is done and published and you're like, oh, I could have totally hit that, but I didn't even notice it, you'll feel bad. So give yourself all the time you need to really hear the song.
1: Yeah, I agreed. Wholeheartedly agreed.
0: Number nine. Know your strengths and weaknesses. If there's something that needs unlocking, Doctor... Oh, no, they did not just call him Doctor Who. The Doctor, if I may speak over their words, knows he's got his sonic screwdriver to get the job done. But when it comes to picking the right ensemble for a night on the town, he might need some help. Know your strengths and share them, but know where you need help and ask for it.
1: Um... I love dancing. I love improvising. I'm really good at those. I hate knowing that people are watching me. (laughs) Um, I get all kinds of weird and self-conscious and um, just distracted when I know that about what's going on. So then I fall out of my flow. Um, So I tend to look up or down as opposed to towards people. that's a a weakness of mine because I need to get better at looking around the eye level uh, when I'm dancing. Because I know that sometimes when you look up or look down, it can actually be perceived as you're not enjoying yourself as much. So, um, certain things like that. As well as, uh, you know, I've had a lot of issues with um, certain movements and I've asked for clarification from people and lo and behold, I was able to fix them. So... It's, it's certainly important to know what your strengths are and know that you have them and also be aware of what weaknesses you can overcome.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't really have any any personal fear of people um, in like speaking or doing lessons or anything like that. But I also know that there are some instructors who look over their shoulder and watch their classes more attentively than I have at some classes that I've taught. So that's definitely one of those areas where I would be able to improve where I have no problem like doing the lesson but then am I doing the lesson as well as I could for all of the people in attendance? Mm-hmm. There's always something to work on. And if you have a third party there to watch, and uh, hopefully who has done the sort of thing before, then they can tell you uh, where you could use a little work mm-hmm. if you wanted to work on that, because that would be your choice, of course. Number 10, you don't always need to be all right. Sometimes you are going to be hurt, inevitably it will happen. That's life. It's unavoidable, but our friends and family are there for us to share this pain with. The next time someone asks you if you're all right and you aren't, tell them that you aren't. Bottling up how you're feeling can lead—oh, Lord! Bottling up how you're feeling can lead to constipation and bad <laughs> poetry.
1: <laughs> um, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm not reading this article and I'm getting these surprises as everybody else is. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's true. You're you're human. You're allowed to feel the way that you're feeling. Um, and sometimes just simply saying, I'm not okay, but I will be, is enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the dance community certainly is a group of accepting and loving individuals that really want to show their support for everybody. Um, so if you have someone that you can trust, you can certainly open up to him- them. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, The other thing is, like, when people ask, Oh, you're not gonna do this dance? It's okay to say no. It it really is. Um, You don't have to do every single dance just because it's out there. Mm -hmm. So.
0: Yeah, we all have reasons depending on what kind of day we've had or what kind of news we just received. And while it doesn't mean we're gonna hide up in our room, you you do wanna be down in the ballroom with the people if you came for that event. Uh, It doesn't mean that you need to put on a show. If you, if you just wanted to be there and sit and hear the music, that's fine. Number 11 of 11. Your hair can speak volumes. Check your hair before you leave the house. <laughs> you never know when folks writing the closed caption for the show... Writing the closed captions for the show on which you star might be overpowered by a message your main is sending that you weren't even aware of. There's a picture here of uh, David Tennant, the 10th Doctor and his hair is blowing up wildly, and the caption in brackets says, hair trembles with emotion. (laughs) Um, I wear a hat, so this is moot. I don't have to worry about any of this. Poor you.
1: (laughs) Poor me. Yeah, no, I certainly take into account of the fact of my hair being long, um, and I hate when my hair is in my face, and when you're dancing, your hair is going to be moving, and potentially whipping around which can very talentedly whip yourself in the face um as well as others Mm -hmm. so i tend to like to pull my hair back in a certain style when i'm dancing um there's a couple different ways i do it but i'm i'm very attentive when it comes to that when it comes to dancing Mm -hmm. um same thing with like earrings and jewelry and stuff like that i I tend to be very aware of what's going to happen on the dance floor Mm -hmm. and uh adjust accordingly.
0: Yeah, like I said, I have the easy excuse of my hair is always under my hat, so if it's sweaty and weird when I take my hat off, well, it comes to the territory. I usually don't dance with... Oh, you know, actually, that is something to think about. If you are putting gel in your hair, uh, be aware of what kind it is and whether it's going to sting your eyes after the sweat melts it all out.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: So this article was entitled, 11 Times Doctor Who Taught Us Genuinely Valuable Life Lessons. By Rebecca Jean Stokes. It's found on bustle.com. And we are going to tack right on to this another article that we have here entitled, Whoa, 12 Life Lessons from Doctor Who, Diplomat of the Universe. To celebrate the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, this was published in 2013, we present enlightening life lessons from each of the 12 doctors.
1: That's That's fun. Yeah.
0: Number one, value your friendships or companionships. As much as we love the Doctor, we know he wouldn't be able to save the world on a weekly basis without a little help from his friends. In The Edge of Destruction, the first Doctor cannot figure out what is wrong with his malfunctioning TARDIS. Frustrated, he incorrectly accuses his companions, Barbara and Ian, of sabotaging the TARDIS. Despite the fact that it's his least favorite thing to do, the Doctor admits he was wrong and apologizes to his companions, saying, as we learn about each other, so we learn about ourselves.
1: Um, it, it's, it's hard to kind of embellish on this one more when it comes to line dance because line dancers are so amazing um, and they make great friends um, and so it's hard not to um, as well as they're also so good about showing their appreciation for others.
0: That's actually what I was, I was about to say. Is that like it, it's one thing to value your friendships on the inside, but to show it is so important. And that's definitely one way we would be able to relate this to line dance. Is like tell the people who have helped you that you have helped them. Like you, you, you really helped me fill in that gap in my knowledge, or you made me feel like this dance that I made wasn't awful.
1: Yeah. And, and, oh gosh, people are so supportive when it comes to the dance community. Um, And so it's, with their support, it's really nice for you to turn around and show your support and your appreciation for that.
0: And as somebody on the sidelines, for people who have drama among themselves, it's really nice to see them patch that up. Especially if it's, like, for the benefit of the entire community. Um, I know that there have been dance team squabbles in Sonoma County because of, you know, who left who which team to be part of some other team. And, like, we're all supposed to be doing this together. Like, line dance is a very communal thing. So putting yourself and your, your small group over, like, the bigger group kind of makes us all uncomfortable. And when people are able to get their stuff together enough to just share a dance floor and not have it be about them and just be about, like, the whole room, that's really nice. So... If, if people would, uh, I guess, adapt this value your friendships and companionships to mean, like, the overall dance community, then, um, yeah, that, that would be one way to do it. Uh, also, keep in mind when people, like, like if you are driving your group to the place that you go dancing all the time, and and the other people in your group... You know, maybe they aren't able to drive, but they're able to like pay for drinks or dinner or something like that. Just kind of keep in mind, not that anyone's keeping score, and not that you should give with an expectation of return, but just notice when people are doing things that are helping your line dance group and see if maybe you can help the next time. I agree. Number two, life depends on change and renewal. In the episode The Power of the Daleks, the Doctor regenerates for the first time ever. He becomes the second doctor his appearance and personality are altered in the process something that happens again in each of the 10 next 10 generations regenerations the moral of the story for people to grow there must be change
1: line dance is no longer just country music
0: or country clothes i wear (laughs) dance shoes now
1: (laughs) right we're like real live adults (laughs) no um change and renewal and it yeah no that's a huge thing um If you refuse to evolve, you will go extinct. Um, And so there's a lot of venues that I know um, have gone under because of their refusal to try something new. Um, They're very stuck in there, like, this is how it's going to be done because it's how it's always been done, but then it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas there's a lot out there that are willing to broaden the uh style of music that they bring in that allows for more people to enjoy it and for people to push their own limits too Mm -hmm. um not that there's anything wrong with it but like i really would not want to do god bless texas and cupid shuffle and the wobble every single friday night for the rest of my life that Mm -hmm. would be very disappointing like there's only so much i could do um with those particular dances, to keep it interesting, that I need a variety. I need more, and you know, now that there's these wonderful events, I get that option. So,
0: it goes for um, managers of events as well, who usually hire the same people. It's nice, definitely, to have a sense of regulars, like people who always will be at that event, so people can look forward to seeing those people at the event. But. You know, don't shy away from bringing in new choreographers either because if you're not building their name up now then when the other people who are your regulars all decide to retire people won't know who the new people are and they're not going to come to the event to see this unknown person if they are sprinkled in to uh, to gradually acclimate the, the attendees to their name then by the time the other people have left they'll already have eased in to knowing this new person yeah Number three, don't let fear limit your actions. Let courage liberate them. The Doctor has encountered his fair share of creepy creatures over the past 50 years. Regardless of what he or his companions are facing, they always face up to what they fear. In the episode Planet of the Daleks, the third Doctor pithily summed it up. Courage isn't just a matter of not being frightened, you know. It's being afraid and doing what you have to do anyway.
1: Yes, um, that, that's a huge thing, uh, when it comes to like getting out on the dance floor or attempting to choreograph a new dance or anything like that. Um, if you sit back and let fear just overcome you, you're never going to do anything. You're never going to learn anything. You're never going to try anything new. Um, you're never going to grow. So if you can find a way to do it anyways, um, because let's be honest, you're never going to really get rid of the fear. You're just going to learn how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and not let the uncomfortableness of it prevent you. Mm. Um, If you can figure that out, then that's where you're gonna start being able to push boundaries of your comfortability and grow. Mm.
0: A couple of related things that I've heard. Uh, One, uh, if it were easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. And um, the brick walls are not there to keep you out, they're to keep everyone else out who didn't want it enough. So if you are the person who is just as afraid as everyone else, but you do something about it, then that's going to help you in a way that the other people won't unfortunately be helped by because they didn't overcome it. Then you can do amazing things and share that with others. Number four, face the facts. Through his personality, or though his personality has changed 11 times, the doctor's words of wisdom are, so to speak, timeless. So we'll let the fourth doctor say this in one of his own, say this one in his own words. The very powerful and the very stupid have one thing in common. They don't alter their views to fit the facts. They alter the facts to fit their views.
1: Uh, I don't know how to do that. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what, what comes to mind. And, and Oh, that. as
0: far as uh, just deciding that this is the way things are versus seeing how things are? I think that's partly uh, the country line dance thing as well. Like line dance is country that's just the way it is that's how it's always been no it hasn't always been that way that's how it's always going to be no it's not going to be that way either (laughs) like actually look around see what's happening out there and you don't have to necessarily be the person to promote it but maybe accept that it's actually happening in other places and that if you don't do something to adapt to that and just bury your head in the sand and say no I'm right and that's it well you'll get the results that would be expected of something like that
1: Okay, I can get behind that.
0: Mm. Also, if you're injured, you're injured. Don't say, no, I can dance through it. No, my ankle's not that bad. It's hardly puffy at all. I can tape that down. (laughs) Just accept that that will be a night that you don't do whatever it was you were planning to do. And take the time you need to get back to where you need to be for healthy, happy dancing.
1: Yes, take the time you need to heal.
0: Also, if you can't afford to go to an event don't go to the event and just hope it all works out Uh, because like we can probably do you know one of the three things required whether it's like lodging or flight or the event registration uh, at a time so if you think well I'll just fly there and it'll be fine like, I'll just sleep in the gutter, and then I'll dance it during open social dancing. And maybe no one will look for my name badge, so I don't even have to register. Like, no, d- if, you, if you can't go to the event, don't don't beat yourself up about it. Just recognize that you can't be at all of them, and other things have priority sometimes.
1: As we're scrounging to make pennies meet for this event. <laughs> Among others.
0: We still got Windy City in Vegas coming up. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> Number five, it's the little things in life. Okay, so the fifth doctor didn't exactly invent this life lesson himself, but he did pretty much nail the point. While trying to explain human emotion to the Cyberleader leader in Earthshock, the doctor says that emotion enhances the act of smelling a flower, or watching a sunset. The Cyberleader declares that those things are irrelevant. The doctor replies, for some people, small, beautiful things are what life is all about.
1: So true. And uh, that pretty much sums up Dancing for me mm. is—it's the little things, like it's the people I'm dancing with, or the uh, event that I'm at, or like just little things that I don't want to take for granted because I know how important they are. Mm. Um, being able to share events with certain people makes it that much better than if I was to just go by myself. Mm. So, that's—that's that's where it comes down to.
0: For me, I thought of absolute beginner dances, like KS for kicks, and how a hold, a well-placed hold can be all you need to really hit something, or a heel when they say the word kick. Like, that tiny little thing can make you enjoy the entire sequence. Also, uh, in, thing, in dances like uh, All I Can Say by Simon and Rachel, where they say I turn my head to the right and then in the dance, they turn their head to the right. It's so small, but it makes it so satisfying to do. So if you're a choreographer, consider putting those little little tiny touches in there that, um, that accentuate the perfect spot in the song. I like it. Number six, expect the unexpected. Doctor Who has never been short on surprises. One of the biggest was the Doctor's unexpected re- regeneration in the episode, The Caves of Androzani when he suddenly became the sixth Doctor. Whether it be a journey to a parallel universe or an alien race inhabiting humans, the Doctor has taught us that things are not always as they appear.
1: Um, traveling. there, there There's going to be a, a, a lot of unexpected delays. A mm-hmm. uh, perfect example was our flight out uh, just a couple days ago. We were supposed to leave at like 345 and the plane... I think it didn't even take off till 8.30 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, be prepared that there's going to be, you know, unexpected events that happen. Um, your hotel might not be the swankiest of <laughs> places. Um, so, yeah, there are certain things you can do to uh, fix the situation. There's other things you can do to distract yourself from the situation depending on what needs to happen.
0: We mentioned about improvising earlier. I also would recommend uh, listening to the episode uh, with Louis St. George where he talks about bringing backups of everything. Uh, I have two fans that, that I use at Stoney's in case the batteries die in one of them. Uh, for filming, we have both my phone, your phone, and also a GoPro that we brought with us. Uh, we have a laptop... Uh, in case you know we need Wi-Fi for something and both of our phones are dead, uh, we have we have so many options for clothes. In case we sweat through stuff over the course of one day, we can you know go fall back on, uh, on a second or a third option each day. Uh, so yeah, prepare for anything that you think might severely detract from your experience in the dance world.
1: Uh, the other thing is not to stress because chances are if you forget something at home there's some type of store that you could probably purchase a replacement mm. that will get you through it if you really really need it
0: and maintenance check your things that you cannot have a uh backups available for, like dance shoes. If you're starting to see some part of the shoe peeling at the bottom, fix it before you leave, because you probably won't have as easy a time fixing that on the spot unless you want to just wrap it with duct tape or something. Which I actually have done. I had a, a shoe explode on me at uh, Palm Springs uh, line dance event, and uh, I just left them in the hotel room garbage uh, when we left the event. Yeah, expect the unexpected. Number seven. Face up to the Daleks in your life. Since 1963, the Doctor has frequently come face-to-face with his greatest enemy, the Daleks. As the seventh Doctor said in Remembrance of the Daleks, you can always judge a man by the quality of his enemies. The Doctor isn't suggesting that you should simply exterminate your enemies. In fact, he is usually quite diplomatic in his quests. But he, doesn't, he also doesn't believe you should run away from your problems, because then they might just follow you around for 50 years.
1: <laughs> yeah, um... This, I, I guess what comes to mind is the idea, like, if you can't afford to go, mm. it's okay kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, if you didn't learn that dance in time, that's okay. There'll be other opportunities. Um,
0: I was actually thinking if there's a dance that's being played at every event and you don't want to learn it, you're just, you're tired of hearing it, but you also, you don't actually know what it's like to do it then just learn it and say, you know what? I conquered it, I do know it. It's not like people are waving you up to to do it with them and you say, oh, I'm sorry, I never learned it. Like, oh, you can pick it up on the floor. Nah, it's okay. This way, you can say, oh yeah, I know it, but you know, it's not gonna. (laughs) 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 Like, it has no power over you if you just take it on. Like, uh, Take Me to Church by Guyton Mundy. That was a heck of a dance to learn and we did it. We did it at least once through at full speed I don't think we've done it since then, but uh, at least we're not scared of it anymore, and we know that we were capable of learning it.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: (laughs) Number eight, you don't need to be around for long to make your mark. The Eighth Doctor appeared only once, in the 1996 television film Doctor Who. During that time, he managed to defeat yet another arch enemy, the Master, and save humanity from destruction. This Doctor taught us that it's your actions, not the length of time you've been around, which define your impact on this world.
1: Um, I agree wholeheartedly when that comes to the dancers. Um, I know that you and I have been told that people enjoy our energy. Even though we haven't been in this uh, scene long enough to be experienced the way some of these other people are, you, uh, well, we, but you as the general sense, um, bring your own element of benefiting the community Um, and everybody's invaluable for that exact reason Mm -hmm. so and it doesn't matter if this is your first event it doesn't matter if this is your hundredth event Mm -hmm. Um, everyone has something to add
0: Mm. yeah there are people that we see at Stoney's Once in a Blue Moon and it's so much fun to watch them dance like um, Lonzo I don't see him all that often but he puts so much into every dance like me times five like he sweats up a storm and he, his movements are like eccentric and like to the full range of his ability to move or not hit people. And it's such a treat getting to see him the few times that we do. And other people, you know, we see them every time or most, most times, and they're you know it's great it's great to see them as well. Um, but like the people that just kind of drop in once in a while, like those those make for really special occurrences.
1: Yeah, or the people that we see regularly that normally have to put on a certain persona when they drop that persona they are probably some of my favorite people to watch mm-hmm. uh, dance. For instance, when um, Kat just lets go, like I love watching her dance when she's just playing with it and she's having fun. Uh, she's one of my favorite people to watch on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, everybody has their own thing mm-hmm. and... You don't have to have been doing this since you were, before you were born, to make a mark. Although it does help.
0: And I'd like to think that the times that we've come after midnight and only been there for an hour and a half, I'd like to think that maybe we added something to the room, whether it was just, like, how much we were enjoying being there and doing every single dance, because we only get an hour and a half. Like, then maybe the dance, or maybe the night of dance was going however it was for people, but that hour and a half maybe was special for them. Who knows?
1: Hopefully. Yeah.
0: Number nine, open new doors. That police box might just be a TARDIS. Take chances. Getting ahead in life requires you to step out of your comfort zone. In the episode, Rose, the ninth doctor, invites Rose to travel with him. She initially declines, but then decides to take a leap of faith and opens the door to the TARDIS. You never know where the next door might take you.
1: Take that one workshop that you don't think would be up your alley. Mm. That's, That's my biggest recommendation for that. Um, because that's what, where you're going to get a different experience. You're going to push your comfort level. Um, you're maybe potentially going to find a dance that you never in a million years would have done otherwise. Mm-hmm. And it's one of your favorites.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, if you are a podcast interviewer and you open the doors to an empty room that could be really good for interviewing, take it. <laughs> you, maybe you want to ask around to see if it's available for use but uh, don't just settle for a loud area with a lot of overhead music playing if you have the possibility of getting a high quality interview sound for people to enjoy later. Number 10, time is not the boss of you. That's easy for a time lord to say, but there is truth to rule 408 for the rest of us too. For the past 50 years, the doctor has taught us that time should never dictate our choices in life. The 10th doctor said in the waters of Mars and Blink, People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more of like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. And that clears that up, then. Um,
1: I can't even right now. <laughs> so,
0: time. Uh, if you think that you have started the dance journey too late in life, and... You're never going to catch up to everyone else. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about, like, how long you have ahead of you. Like, if you have just tonight, dance it up, you know? You don't have to be the people who've been around for 20 years. Like, we're not going to be. We're we're never going to have seen the 90s heyday of line dance. But, you know, we get to see today's heyday of line dance. And if you are maybe stricken with some kind of illness and you know that you're not going to be able to dance for much longer so like why get into a new hobby now you still have the time that you do have so I would recommend to, to use it while you can
1: so yeah the one thing I thought of was um, if not now when mm-hmm. that's uh, what came to my mind but um, yeah I mean it's your journey and you're supposed to start it when you're supposed to start it um, if you don't think that you'll have time to choreograph something, doesn't mean you can't start it anyways. True. Sure. Um, and then you'll have at least something to work off of the next time you get a chance to. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with learning a dance. Uh, you can always start it and, you know, review it later. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, you don't have like you were saying earlier, you don't have to have it 100% down by the event that you were planning to have it for. Maybe three months from now you'll get a chance to do it and you'll feel a lot better about it.
1: Yep, pretty much.
0: Number 11. Some people are worth waiting for. We all know Amy Pond as the girl who waited, and surely she proved that some people are worth waiting for, especially if they wear bow ties because bow ties are cool. Though the 11th Doctor has a way of sporadically popping in and out of his companions' lives, he can always be counted on to come back, even if it is 20 years later. He shows us that when we are in need, we can depend on the people we trust. I like the uh, the bumper sticker. Always wait, but always late, but worth the wait. <laughs>
1: um, I like the idea of waiting for something that matters more than just jumping on whatever the newest fad is. Um, when it comes to line dancing, I want the dance that means something to me. Um, I want the instructor that mean something to me I want to experience certain things that I'm going to cherish as opposed to just going to every single event to go to every single event um, and I know that some events are going to be better because I'm able to go with you or I'm going to be able to see Emily or I'm going to be able to see Kat um, and so like waiting for certain moments to do certain dances even um, for like, people to be the right group of people to share it with. Th- that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't have to just always do the same thing because that's just what it is. I can wait for the right moment.
0: And if you're managing events, it can be worth it to plan the event three years from now when that person is finally free at the time that you want to schedule them. Rather than just you know, use up your budget and settle for uh, a, an experience that you are less happy with, really, like, even if you think it's a long shot, make that, make that scheduled date happen three years from now with the people that are worth waiting for to have at the event. Finally on our list of 12, um, 12 life lessons from Doctor, Every Ending is a New Beginning. We know The Doctor won't regenerate until the Christmas special, and we can hardly wait. After 50 successful years of dominating British pop culture and fascinating his many fans across the globe, it's safe to say The Doctor will be around to save the day for a while longer. Congratulations and many thanks to the BBC on the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Um,
1: I do agree with every ending is a new beginning. Mm. Um, a lot of times... You can look at that as in um, just because that particular event for that particular year is over, it doesn't mean that you know you're not going to be able to experience something new, or different, or better um, in the years to come. As well as um, when it comes to choreographing, uh, one thing that I, I was recommended, and I actually really enjoy it, is um, starting at the end
0: mm-hmm. and working
1: your way into the beginning. Mm-hmm. It makes it a smoother transition. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just a, a nice way to think that even though this might be over, that doesn't mean that you can't look back at something or you can't um, learn from, from it or take whatever it is that you experience there and enjoy the next one that much more.
0: And speaking of choreographing, just because you've finished a dance that you've been working on for a long time, and you think, oh, man, it's over. That's so sad. It's like finishing a great book that you were reading. Put it out into the world, let it be the world's dance, and then get started in secret on the next one, and then you won't have to be so sad because now you have a new project. All right, this article was called 12 Life Lessons from Doctor Who, Diplomat of the Universe. This was published by UK and USA on BuzzFeed. This has been Christopher Gonzalez and Megan Barsulia on Line Dance Podcast, Unmove Radio. At Pikes Peak Line Dance or Bust in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Until next time and until this evening, I suppose for some of you, we will see see you on the dance
1: floor. floor.